Illuminati. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. You need to prepare your minds for the communist coronavirus crackdown coming to crush all of your freedoms. Chaos emanating from every facet of the liberal left and even the Republican right. We're all going insane. But luckily, the folks over at I the Show have a solution. The perfect remedy for your ideological health. Get ready for the new wave of hypothesism. But first, you need to head on over to knowledgeconflict.com and get your Ultra Eagle Patriot Formula Supplement. Now with extra zinc to give you extra strength to fight off the communists and win the war with the liberal zombies <laughs> and the boohoo baby cancel culture. And if you order now, shipping is half price. You'll earn double Patriot Wing Wang points. What's a Wing Wang point, Alex? It means triple rewards on all your next purchases of all colloidal silver products and iodine supplements. And now we'll head on over to I the Show to help you heal in this time of great conflict. They're going to dive deep to help you learn more on how you can win this war. Hypothesism, ladies and gentlemen. We have the documents. Hey, Katie, do you have any scuba gear? No, why would I? Well, today we're going to dive deep um, into the mysteries of hypothesism. I do have some barn boots if we're going to wade through some poo. <laughs> Isn't that what we always do? I think so. Uh, well, and on that note, we're doing hypothesism 102 today, which yes. means we're going to dive, delve. Let's use the word delve, delve. instead of dive. We're going to delve a little more deeply into what exactly is hypothesism. We're doing this for our listeners because we yammer about this stuff, but we really didn't even know what we were talking yes. about to begin with, right? Yes. Yeah, so you guys passed 101. Yes. By listening to the last episode, some of you we need to talk to after class today, though. Some, some about some fudgy grades. I also have some erasers that need to be cleaned. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna like, write sentences on the board. Exactly. Like, no, nah, it's not like that. No, nah, <laughs> this Psych. ain't school. No. <laughs> so this week, you know, we we've over this period of making the um, the podcast, we've come up with you know hypothesism. I think we've always kind of been practitioners. Practitioners of it. Practitioners, Practitioners. Yeah. That is why we're going to have lab coats. Yes, we are. That's probably, we're going to end up talking about lab coats for an hour, just so you know. So. Oh, that's a great way to you know yes. spend some of your time. Um, and actually what we're going to talk about is we came up with three eyes. You know, on our logo, we have our triangle with the eye in the middle. And what's interesting is the whole way hypothesis works is you have an impression of something. Like any topic out there, you have an impression of it. And it's it's a combination of what you've learned through experience or, you know, really experience. Let's yeah. just think about it. It's not even a combination. It's what you've experienced defines and develops your impressions. Well, with hypothesism, the second part of the triangle of the three eyes, we call it, is investigation. You should always be investigating. Like yes. if you're not investigating, I kind of feel like you're dead. Really, because investigation ceases when you quit having like a brain stem that's working. So you're saying anybody who is not in law enforcement or journalism is dead? Well, I think that we're all investigators. That is true. We are all journalists and we're all police. If you've ever been up at 3 a.m. We're detectives. Going down that YouTube rabbit hole, you're the Bigfoot porn. Yes. You're definitely an investigator. And if you do enough investigation, you come to the third eye, which is insight. Your insight should always be challenged. Like in the sense, well, I guess your impressions should always be challenged. And then through investigation, you get new insight. Every angle of the triangle should be challenged. And if you look at a triangle, the points are all connected. 
you are always in a state of these three eyes. Yes. You know, and it's not um, it's not linear. Like you might be you might have an impression on the election right now, but you might be doing an investigation on the Rona and you might have a new insight on how you eat your breakfast cereal in the morning or if you even should eat breakfast cereal. It's- if the election and the Rona affect how you eat your breakfast cereal, though. Yeah. Uh, there might be an issue there. What would that issue be? It's, uh, something going on in your brain. I'm sorry. I just, I just of, want to know how you'd connect those dots. That's fun. I just <laughs> thought of having a bowl of Rona-O's. Ooh, Rona-O's. <laughs> so, you know, there might be a breakfast cereal that out there that looks like good. Rona's, right? Yeah. If there's not, then we just gave somebody a really good idea. Hey, Kellogg's. Uh-huh, I would buy uh-huh. some Rona-O's. General Mills. I'd like to crunch those suckers between my teeth. And get some of that Count Chocula money. Do you know I haven't had a bowl of breakfast cereal in, like, I can't even remember I just ate five uh, Count Chocula cereal bars. What is your impression of those bars? Oh, they were delicious. Um, My impression was amazing. So through your investigation of eating five of them, what's now your new insight about the Count Chocula bars? Uh, Diabetes. (laughs) And there you have it, folks. Hypothesis in a nutshell. That triangle works on everything. Yes. Um, I do it all the time. Because I have a lot of impressions on a lot of random things. Yeah. Well, with any idea, we start with an impression. We do. Of like what we kind of know or feel or have an impression about of any idea. Like uh, just an example real quick. So um, like with dogs, okay. right? Okay. You make impressions on dogs. Like if you're friendly to a dog and then the dog sees you again in like a week, its impression is that you are a friendly person. Mm-hmm. Its investigation was... I came up to the person and it didn't kill me. Okay. And then its insight is people are friendly because well, of this. And that's, but not all people. And not all people. And that's experience. It's experiential learning, which is a very good type of learning. And I think that the end goal of this is a hypothesist, which is a person, a practitioner of hypothesism, is a person who's competent in inquiry and reason. You should always be reasoning. You should always be practicing inquiry because what happens is if you get comfortable I feel like that's when humans stop growing is you you experience life until to a certain point and you make these comfortable little places, this box that keeps you boxed in. And a lot of people, as they age, they want to stay in that box mm-hmm. because it's comfortable. I'm not challenged because a lot of times what is the reaction you get when you challenge someone? It's angry. Usually, yes. Usually it causes some sort of neural dissonance in that person if you challenge Ooh, their ideologies. Well, and that's or true. beliefs or ideas in general, just anything that they think they know, their worldview, if you will. But if you're not being challenged and if you're not uncomfortable, you are not learning. And that is a dangerous and really unfulfilling place to be. Yes. I want you all to just come up with a time, like a uh, just try to remember a time like when you were learning something. Mm-hmm. It's not always comfortable or easy. No. Some things might come natural to you, but at the same time, you're still out of your comfort zone learning something. Or how about learning How about learning to drive? That, yeah, that's a good example if, it, if you guys are drivers. It's something we're all capable of doing as a human. Absolutely. And some people, it comes nat- more naturally than others, but there are aspects of it that might not be natural and to, every, every, to everyone. You know what I mean? Like there's some yeah. part of driving that might have been terrifying, but you had to do it anyways. Yeah, I remember the first time I got behind the wheel of like the student driver car. Okay. I'd never driven it. I think I backed out of a garage one time in a car. Really? To move it so we can get the table saw out and cut some wood. That was your only experience? That was it. So I was terrified because like now all of a sudden I'm in this, you know, 2,500 pound steel box with an engine with thousands of explosions going on Death just bullet. a couple feet from okay. my face. Okay. Uh, 
and I and I'm I'm supposed to be in control of this thing and not having any experience whatsoever mm-hmm. taking control of this. That thing. That was terrifying, wasn't it? It was definitely uh, nerve wracking, and I was not in my comfort zone. I I because I knew I had this idea that I could cause a lot of damage or possibly kill someone or myself with this thing if I if if I operated in a in a in a the wrong way. And do you know that all knowledge is that way, like. Our decisions that we make with the knowledge that we glean could cause harm. Yes. And so it's, and I don't think people take that into consideration a lot. You know, that uh, knowledge- well, a good example of this is the subreddit, uh, hold my Red Bull. Oh. oh. Or hold my beer. Or hold my beer. Yep. Those are both very good so examples. Those are very nice <laughs> anecdotal evidences of uh, what happens when sometimes you're just going to do without considering the outcomes. Yeah. And that is where investigation comes in. I think that. You know, if we didn't have brave people that wanted to go out and be like, hey, you know what? This here might make this better. There's still going to be some negatives that come with that investigation. And you've got to be brave enough to push through it. Yes. Um, Bravery is required to learn, I think. Yes. You have to be brave enough to challenge your worldview when new information is present. And with the internet, it's taken a lot of the action out of it, really. Because now to learn things, you just have to hop on. You don't have to go out. In 2020, it's more complicated because now you have to have like an account for everything. That is true. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a username. Some of us have like 20 email addresses because they're all full of spam. And but it I digress. I'm just joking. You don't have to go fight a lion to learn how to tan a gazelle hide. Or, I don't know. That's that a lame true. example. There, but there is a lot of information present to us right now. In fact, I think the most terrifying thing for me these days is am I, am I taking in an impression from or am I taking in the knowledge that's fake? Weeding through things now is a bigger challenge than ever before. Yeah, because there's just so much more information to weed through. Mm-hmm. And actually so much more information that is not correct or is just bullshit or just memes. I mean, you have to also uh, be able to stay focused on the internet when there's so much entertainment to be had as well. Well, and that's the impression. I put this under impression, self-control. I think we'll go in. I'm going to go into a lot more depth as I write a lot, of, you know, and, and I'm going to write a book yeah. about this. But yeah, hypothesism is still a work in progress. It is. And I think self-control is a big one. If you are spending two-thirds of your day on YouTube rabbit holes, you might need to stop and get up. And, and why do I say that? Well, self-control is something that's important to practice in all parts of your life. Yeah. If you are engaging in one thing at the expense of all other things, because you know what? If you're sitting on YouTube, are you outside getting your vitamin D? Exactly. I mean, there's there's so many facets to life. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but it's like no matter what you're doing in the present moment, you always could be doing something else for better or worse. Yeah. And how do you balance that? I think that's a large part of the triangles is it's like... Yeah. It's self-control. It, yeah. It, but mindfulness obviously is the only like tool to really help with that. Not, I mean, not the only tool, but it's a very powerful tool to help with self-control. And I think that's where community comes in. And I think that's a lot of the reason why you and mm-hmm. I have really wanted to grow this is a community helps keep you accountable. Absolutely. If you have a community of people that actually legit care about you and they see you engaging in behavior that one is not your normal pattern or two, that you're really down or just, you know what I'm talking about? They'll say, Hey, or any kind of destructive and or self-destructive behavior tendencies. If you, a person who can, you may not react well to that person coming to you, but it is going to stop and give you pause yes. at some point. And it might not even be in that moment. It might be 10 years from now after you've done all the drugs, <laughs> but at some point you're going to be like, Hey, that person actually cared. Why did they care? Right. You know, th- I've had moments like that in life where someone will say something to me and then like 15 years later, I'm all, Oh, Katie, you have these moments of clarity. 
And you can't do that if you're not, you know, investigating constantly. Exactly. So, again, it's just we're trying to really... Uh, Break things down. Yeah, we're trying to be as informative as we, as we can about why this triangle of eyes is important. Well, and it's hard because we haven't even figured it all out yet. And I think that's another thing that's really important in our thing is humility. There's so much hubris out there. There's so much I know or I'm an expert or it's been determined or the votes are in. And it's like, well, that's true. In this moment it is. But like I said in the last episode, they thought the appendix was a useless vestigial organ. And it's not. No. So I think you can definitively say at any moment that as of right now, this means this. Yeah. When you, when you preface I, it like that, that means open to change. A lot of people in this world could use a lot of humility at the moment. Um, the president-elect, the president standing, mm -hmm. all of the world leaders, all of the church leaders, all of the educators, all of the scientists. Anybody who is some kind of an authoritative figurehead of anything, I think it's important that they practice humility at all times. And not false humility. To people who have the gift of discernment, because discernment's a big deal, mm -hmm. you can see right through false humility. I mean, real humility, which is I am trying to lead. I'm trying to do my thing. I do have confidence in it. But the second you cross over from confidence to I know all because I have an ego. The God got, complex. Yeah. And it's really easy to you guys. We've all been there. I think all of us have been there. Mm -hmm. Some of us more It's than a others. natural human trait. Well, and it has to do with value. I think sometimes, don't you? Like self-value? Well, if you think about it, if you are valued by other humans and they prop you up because you, what you have to say seems to resonate with them and they adore you, you get this in this like, it's a type of triangle where you're just all, I'm the best, you know, and then if anything threatens that, if you lack humility, you're going down in a ball of flames at some point. Yeah. You're gonna Either you're going to piss everybody off because you look like a freaking idiot trying to defend your, yeah. your, I don't even know, your ego, I guess. I to think the bitter a lot end. Of it is an ego. We've seen it happen. We're seeing it happen. At the I moment. hate intellectual the arrogance. There's no humility yeah. there. I like getting on Twitter and and just be like, it's Whoa. all over Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, all of these social media sites. It's like a trove of these. Like I guess maybe it's a piece of narcissism, possibly, mm -hmm. where it's just like ever. There's so many people on social media that are just full of themselves, and they think that they're God and they're right, and everything they say is gold. Well, yeah, and if your impressions in life are formed by adoration, I feel like you're going to eventually take a fall off that pedestal. Yeah. I, I think that that's where the investigation... You need to investigate yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like, why do I hold these positions? Yeah, um, self-investigation is one of the most important things in life. Yeah, reflection. It should be done every day. In most religions, before you go to bed, you'd say a prayer, I assume. Well, to pray is to petition. Whether you're praying to God or just kind of throwing an idea out in the universe for it to bloom. In the Church of Hypothesism, what you should do before bed every night, or maybe just whenever you have a moment, is to reflect on who you are, where you stand, and your ideas. What parts of you need further investigation? Exactly. That, well, yeah. that, that self-investigation... Needs to be done once a day, I think. I do it once a day, usually. I'm going to have to practice that and see how that works. I ref I self-reflect probably a lot more well, than I, is required. I'm always wondering if my actions are causing harm to myself or others. Yeah, I'm always in this like weird feedback loop of like, 
was I right or wrong to do this or that or say this or that during the day? I reflect a lot before I go to bed. I feel like that could cross into rumination, though. Ruminating on things is also not a good thing where you're constantly ruminating. You're reflecting over every single thing you did through the day. Then you can't live. But I don't do it in a how, – how I use it, though, is like I try to apply it to, okay, how am I going to do this tomorrow? If, okay. If, if, was I wrong? Did I say something wrong today? And if I did, how can I change my way of communicating or thinking or doing tomorrow? And it's creating a, a new habit that's not destructive. Exactly. It's okay. all about habit forming because I've realized over the years that uh, everything we do is some kind of a habit usually. It's how our brains work. We just going to work every day is a habit. What you eat, how you eat is a habit. There's so many like of these habitual loops we fall into. Well, and look at children. Children need a daily pattern that is predictable. What mm-hmm. happens when that pattern deviates? Exactly. You get an it's ugly chaos. response. <laughs> adults have learned how to, well, I shouldn't say all adults, Not but all most always. adults have learned how to contain that and be resilient and learn that patterns do deviate. But honestly, when something, say you've done, you have 45 things to do and then something random happens, like your car won't start or your dishwasher breaks. What oh, is the first thing you want to do? It's fight or flight. You just want to kick that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and a, lo- a lot of us, especially me, we start <laughs> yelling and swearing and possibly throwing and hitting stuff, depending on the severity just of the people. setback. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you do that, and uh, it just happens. Oh, I get so mad because I feel my days are so full that when the pattern deviates, and then I have to stop at the end of the day and reflect on that. It's like, Katie, life happens. Um, mm-hmm. You can't control anything. All you can control is how you respond to it. Yeah. And how you feel about it. And it's, so it's kind of stoicism in a sense. It is kind of weaved into it everything. It is like because it's like you may get mad. At, you're going to have an emotional response. Well, that's biochemical. That's you yeah. can't you can't help that unless there unless you have like unless you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And then it's just not going to be. I'm not the gonna same. But stir my fridge because I'm not trying to generalize. I'm, I'm trying no. to. Gen- Dude, I'm trying to generalize as little as possible, but I just know a lot of people will have an emotional response to like a setback like that. Like your car won't start. It's a good example. Exactly. Like you have all this stuff to do today. It's like, oh, it's only the beginning of the day and bam, the battery in your car is dead. Oh, you get pissed or, or scared, whatever. There's a lot of different emotions, but you're going to get an emotional response and it typically it's going to instill the fight or flight mechanism in you because now you're fighting this situation you have no control over. And it's all about control. But in stoicism, I guess you're taught like to have less of that reaction, to recognize that reaction as it's happening when Mm -hmm. it's being triggered and let it go because you can't control that the battery's dead. It's already dead. You can't go back in time and fix that. Exactly. What you can control is how do I react to the situation and how can I get through it? And that's the point of the three eyes is if you continually practice these three eyes, you're going to constantly be in revision of your worldview. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us need to do that because your worldview is not something that you just arrive at, like frosting a birthday cake and putting a cherry on the top of it. (laughs) It's something that should be in constant evolution throughout your entire life because, you know, it's never a finished product. It is never a finished product. And when you realize that you are not in control of any external factor, when you actually truly re- recognize that in your form, I think magical things happen to you. Absolutely. I think you realize what you can control and you start making your behavior patterns. Cause like you said, it's all about patterns mm-hmm. like streamlined. Yeah. You know, and then you can get good at things. It's just like anything, you know, the more you practice, the more ingrained it's going to be like, you can start doing it in your sleep. So the more you practice 
better reactions to scenarios or better reactions to differing like information that challenges your worldview, yada, yada, yada. The more you practice, you just Mm self-control resilience and self-growth and all this stuff, the more naturally it comes to you, the more easy it is like muscle memory. Well, yeah. Because your brain has muscle memory. That's how your neurons work. It's just like once a neural pathway is set, it's a lot easier for the electrical signals to go through that pathway than to write new ones. Now, that brings me to the whole nother issue of it's hard to write new neural pathways. Oh, and the older but you get, the harder it is. The, what we're telling you to do here, what hypothesis is about is making those new neural pathways. Yes, and if you get your brain used to it, it's not as Mm -hmm. hard on you. It's hard at first. It is. And that's, I think, a lot of why we get so uncomfortable learning at first. Because it's like, oh, now your brain's in overdrive trying to write new paths in through your brain. That it's like just just physically uncomfortable because your brain does it's it's it just takes a lot more energy to do that a lot more resources. So it's the philosophy behind all training. If you think about it, like let's go to boot camp. Mm -hmm. My husband was in the military. They, I asked him about when it comes to combat training, it, it is training to the point that it is a reaction that you do not have yeah. to think about it. Do they run the same drill and I think as many times as it takes for that to be an instinctive reaction to the, the scenario they're exactly. training you for. And I think if you can train your brain to do impression, investigation, insight, every time you come across something that makes you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. eventually that process will get easier. And then when you are faced with something uncomfortable, you aren't going to have this, my blood pressure goes up. My, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're going to be able to cope with it and we're guys we're not experts we're not perfect nobody is now having said that i've been working on this myself in my life uh Mm -hmm. for example um i noticed that i was emotionally reacting to the crap that my kids pull and i started to get mad and yell at them and stuff like that i noticed that that's not very good that's not gonna actually get the results i want Mm -hmm. it's just gonna make you know, more chaos happen in my household. So what I've been practicing is as soon as I get mad, walk into another room and breathe for a minute and try to think about how I'm going to deal with this situation in a non-harmful way to my psyche, their psyche, all of that stuff. But the more I practice that, the easier it's getting that when I, when that trigger happens, my brain automatically goes, I need to walk away. At first, that was really hard. I was like still struggling with that for weeks. Now it's starting to eat more easily. Just it's it's just natural now just because I've written those pathways. Now my brain knows the trigger, which is kids pissing me off, and I might flare up a little. Bit. I can feel it, but that's that trigger. I hit that trigger, and then I'm walking away naturally. So it's like well, that's a it's good just a good exa- example. I also think it's important to note here that give yourself the grace to fail. Because I bet you that there's been moments where you failed and yelled anyways. Mm -hmm. I have moments like that all the time. You know, I've had to retrain my entire brain on how to eat and take care of myself. I did it all. In fact, I've successfully done what very few people can do, which is to lose an incredible amount of weight and keep it off for, I'm like on seven years now. That is not the normal. A battle a lot of people are struggling with. And and it's not because I'm more special. It's because I never quit, guys. I never quit looking for the answer. I never quit trying and eventually, if you keep doing that and you show resilience and persistence and you keep looking for answers, you will find something. And that's another point I want to make here. Brady and I are not experts. We're very much generalists. We know a lot about or a little bit about a ton of stuff. But what it is, is that, um, let's see, how do I put this correctly? 
I don't care how you get there. It's that you get there that matters to me. If you want to do Buddhism and that helps you get there at the end of the day and be a good person according to you and that you are learning and you are getting insights and you're growing as a human and then that's cool. And in 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 our church of hypothesism, our assembly, we're fine with whatever way helps you get to where yeah. you want to go. And by get there, um, I, what she's referring to is like all religions or any kind of spiritual belief. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like there's this mechanism in in our brain, I guess, or our soul, whatever you want to call it. To we have these mechanisms to like it's like it's almost like a void. I think it just has to do with existential dread, to be honest. To, well, we have to make sense out of things. That's how our brains yeah. work. And if we don't, then we, we're scared. Because as far as we know, we just kind of appeared on this planet and co- popped out of our mom one day, right? So naturally, we're just going to we, – we ask these questions. Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing here? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people on this planet, over the history even especially, um, have used religion or all of these different spiritual belief structures to kind of cope with that. Yes. That existential dread. And that's kind of what she's kind of referring to as get there. And uh, that's, I kind of, I think that's what we have here with the Church of Hypothesism is a tool set to navigate through that. Yes. And whatever tools you need to help you navigate is not going to be faced with judgment by us. Yeah. Like whatever you need to get through the day at that current point of existence that you're in, I'm going to celebrate it with people. Like, yeah. Even if it's not something I personally agree with or like, it still matters to me because it matters to you and it's helping you get through the day. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. Um, but I think no matter what you get, like what, no matter what belief structure you decide to attribute to your existential dread, it's just about that, that growth, the becoming a better person. And learning. And learning. Learning is very important. We are all learning every day about everything. Because We're to, always to quit questioning, and, and that's what I'm worried about, is I feel like there's a culture of not questioning. Like, you should not question things if someone who supposedly knows more than you tells you the answer. And it's like, no, that's how they got, they got to that position because people question things. And yes. I want us to always always be asking, always be inquiring, that's always be investigating. Most, that's one of the most important parts of this is the questions. Again, it's called hypothesism, meaning you're forming a hypothesis about the world around you, no matter what it is. Well, and that's... But the fact of the... Let's see. Let's define a hypothesis, okay? Okay. Uh, The standard definition I was led to believe is a educated guess, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning you're forming an idea of something based on whatever data you already have without learning anything new yet. That's a hypothesis. You go, I believe this because of this. Well, yeah, because you have limited evidence. Mm -hmm. It's just... I have a starting point for now, further investigation. The only reason you will ever form a hypothesis is in the quest to gain more knowledge. Because mm-hmm. usually a hypothesis has to do with like science. All good science starts with, I believe this is going to happen because this. Mm-hmm. And then you have to run the experiment. And uh, you get the data from the experiment. And it either supports or challenges that hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Um. But a hypothesis is not an admission that this is going to happen for sure. And it's not anything like that. It's not set in stone. It's just, here's what I believe because of this. But it's a question. Yeah, it's It's a a, supposition. supposition. And it's based on limited evidence. Mm -hmm. And, but it's a, it's a, it's a humble thing to have. Well, you're putting yourself out there Because you're admitting you don't know yet. And I think that that goes back to humility. And I also think something to bring up here is fear. No one likes to look bad. 
especially in our filter, you know, obsessed society. Does anybody <laughs> like to have you seen? When's the last time you seen a picture of someone that's not been augmented? It's not often. Well, I have a lot on my phone. I do too. I don't follow. I don't do filters, so but I'm just bad saying, example for in, me in, personally. In the but, mainstream media, but in mainstream, yeah, augmented. Yeah, I mean, they sit there and do makeup before the talk shows. Yeah, and, and, and I it's all fakery. It's got to look better than it is. Exactly, and so if you're augmenting your impressions and your beliefs so through this with a filter that makes it where you don't look bad there's nothing real about that and you're gonna fall into that trap of hubris you're gonna think you're mm-hmm. better than everybody else and and that leads to anger yes i feel like right now we have a lot of hubris going on and we have this this diametrically opposed group of people now where it's like if i they have so much of their identity derived from their beliefs their political beliefs mm-hmm. that, that we are seeing people crying and dancing and and just all of these weird behaviors that I shouldn't I do not attribute to just political beliefs. It's, it's just social. It's, it's social, social issues. Chaos. Well, just the social issues yeah. that are going on in the world right now. We're still evolving as a species, That's mentally true. and physically. Like it's proven that we're able to take a lot more radiation than we used to. That's true. Because of all of the uh, electromagnetic signals that are constantly in the air now, because of Wi-Fi and five G and all this other stuff. And I'm not going to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole today. As fun as it is. As fun as it is. But uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot more electromagnetic frequencies going around. So our, naturally our body has to adapt to that because evolution is just an adaptation well, yeah. to the environment. That's all it is right now. And we will We're adapt. We're not going to discuss the whole creationism versus uh, evolution theory because that's not what the evolution it's I'm not, referring to. Well, I'm not talking about. evolution from single cell organism to now. I'm talking about the day-to-day actual adaptations we go through to survive in the world we live in. That's just how life is. That's how life has persisted so long. Well, Jurassic on this planet. Park, it, life finds a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but also we're evolving mentally to, like, for example, there still isn't a clear precedent to operating social media responsibly. No one knows. We have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of hypotheses on how to do it. But it's, we just don't have enough data. Well, that's where we're, you know, we're figuring it out. We're, we're now observing Mm-hmm. how people are using social media. These social media companies have plenty of data. They're observing how we use it and they're using it to basically get us more hooked on it because that's what every company does when you want to sell a product. Well, look at automobiles. They came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And then within a short amount of time, everybody was in them. In the beginning, then though, people you, started dying. <laughs> yeah, people didn't wear seat. But look at all the things that have evolved yeah, safety. From, in 100 years Traffic with the safety. automobile. Yeah, uh, seatbelts. When it started, bags. there was no roads. No, to speak of paved roads, it was still cobblestone in some places. And with social media, we're like we're in that same yeah. exact thing. We're only what yeah. like realistically 10, 15 years yeah. into this. Well, here's a good example. We're going back to cards mm-hmm. again. Um, there were cobblestone roads and dirt roads and basically a lot of bumps. Well, the, po- the ponies. Cars didn't start with suspension systems. It was rough, man. People were getting like back injuries from hitting bumps. Yep. That led. To the invention of the suspension system for a car. We need to absorb some of these blows to the vehicle frame so that people don't get back injuries. They recognize that's a problem. Their hypothesis was, I believe these back injuries are being caused by this vehicle hitting a bump and there's no mechanism to absorb the energy. And how do you do that with communication? And that's what media is, is communication. And I think that's why hypothesis is important because we are basically putting it in on you. Yeah. You have an obligation 
to teach yourself self-control and how to navigate all of this instead of letting some faceless entity tell you this is what you need to do just because they're an expert. Exactly. Now you we can, know you. We can teach you ways of self-control. Well, we're going to go we over can, those but we at can't, some point. We cannot do it for you. Because you're Nobody your can own do it for me. unique individual. Yes. What works for you is not going to be what works for Brady exactly. or works for me. And and I think that Because that's we all have different impressions. We do. And, and we and have insights. different experiences. And... And these blanket declarations of you need to do this from this to this time and late and you need to take this supplement and you need to do this. That mm-hmm. might work for 95 people. But what about those five? Yeah. And so There's still those five. We can't leave them hanging. I love experts. I love that you put the work and the time in. And I'm not going to say that your insights and your research is in, is invalid. But the problem is, is it might not apply to every single human in every single instance exactly. because we don't know the controls of your experimentation. Yeah. And so that's why I think pe- humans have a huge responsibility to continue investigating. You know, I, what works for me in the healthcare front is not what works for most people. Right. I have had to learn and I had to, you know, when you're told, I'll use a good, good example. When I was a kid. You were told if you ate a low-fat diet and you exercise, you would be skinny. No. That's, <laughs> I can unequivocally prove to you that that is not, not exactly how it works well, and, for and, everybody. But at the time, that was the common knowledge of the time, and they had proved that through scientific study. Mm-hmm. But what we found out now is that fat's not the enemy. That it, you know, There's all of these new things that we've added to that. The, the uh, conclusion was incomplete. And it was, and it was a good conclusion based on the availability of the data that we had at the time. Mm -hmm. And so don't throw it all out. Like there's still probably some knowledge there that is useful to the collective of eating, but it's not definitive. But so that brings up a good point. You have to prepare yourself mentally for the possibility of your conclusion being incorrect. And it's not an And be able to adapt to changing information. And it's, I think part of the problem is when you are wrong, it is not an attack on you as a person. It is just an attack on your position. And you maybe need to revise your position and then you could get a better one that will benefit people and yourself instead of being filled like you're personally attacked. Right. I think it's weird when people like, when they realize that they're wrong, but they don't accept it. No. They'll fight to the bitter end that they're right. They will die on that hill. Yeah. And so uh, a good example of that is Donald Trump right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like... He cannot admit that some of the stuff he did was wrong. Everything he's done is he's fucking the goddamn golden god. 100% right all the time, every time. Yeah. And and that's... Huge. That, that, billions and billions of right times. So, <laughs> I can't, you, But you can't. You can't be right all the time. And your best growth comes when you're wrong. Think about the times that you messed up really bad in life. Mm-hmm. That was some of my greatest growth as a human. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, st- I hate being wrong because it means I might have hurt someone. And that's another thing. Your motivations are different from human to human based on our biochemical makeup. Absolutely. Like how you feel guilt or shame is derived from a completely different realm than how I do. Yeah. And so this... Completely different neural pathways. Exactly. This universal idea that it's shame is all derived from the same thing or guilt or evil. No. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a good evil We're not all clones of each other and we're not all clones of a god and we're not all clones of one thing. We are all literally unique no matter what we've talked about this before yeah you could be born side by side but you'll never be in the exact same place in the exact same time as another human being so you will form different neural pathways no matter what yeah and then 
There might be external factors. Like if there was another Katie who had the exact same experiences as me in some other timeline, there's still external environmental factors that are going to affect those Katies in different ways. Yeah. You cannot replicate things exactly. You And I think a lot of the ancient wisdom was designed to preserve life because life was a lot more rough throughout most of humanity than mm-hmm. it is now. And they didn't have the uh, the solid educational systems that no. we have now. And those are those are valuable and need improvement too well, now. Like eating but they're better than they were goddamn four or five hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. Even a hundred years ago. They didn't even exist two thousand years ago. Well, I'll use this really <laughs> limited eating pork, okay? You weren't supposed to eat pig. There is a reason why pigs, pigs will eat anything. Mm-hmm. So like a modern American, ra- okay, I raise pigs. They live on concrete. They are fed like they don't eat like people, you know, like in, in the ancient times, they would eat corpses. Mm-hmm. They'd eat everything. Yeah. Whatever so, they could fucking digest. So they needed the calories. Exactly. And so you eating that was more of a danger for you as a human than, than at that is, time. At that time. But then it but is now. now we've developed food safety standards and we have, a, we have a huge database of knowledge on why food, certain foods are dangerous and why they're not and how to like. Make food safe when you're preparing it. And so that's they why didn't have that at the time. They didn't even they didn't know have, what that was. Uh, they didn't have, ki- they didn't know what sanitary was. kitchens and a, and convection ovens or and stuff they didn't like know what that. Tape they, just, were. they just chopped something up and cooked it over a fucking fire, or maybe in a brick a brick square with a fire in it. Life was harder then, <laughs> and that's why revising yeah. your worldview is so important, based upon the availability of new anecdotal evidence. Mm-hmm. And you do not have to be a doctor. You don't have to be. This is all just about you solely. If you could go... Yeah, that's the, again, it's called I, the show. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of power, too. I wish people would quit underrating themselves. I know you and I both are chronic underraters of ourselves, and that's just as bad as being hubris. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's something we can work on. Well, and, and having the open through mind the to work on things. the three eyes. Yeah. It really does work. Yeah. You the just apl- try, to, investigate and try to apply it to your situations. Maybe not literally, because shouldn't. Maybe you don't sit there and imagine. Okay, this is my investigation. This is my impression. That because that takes a lot of time, and it's a little harder way to do it. No, yeah, it's it's more of a just when you come across like say like you said with the children when you were having a bad, you knew instinctively that my reaction right now is not so great. That's your impression. It's not healthy, yeah. So let me look into this more, and 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 it's more of a just teaching that neural pathway, and then it's like oh. I need to do this this way and maybe it'll be better. And it might take thousands of times mm-hmm. trying different ways. And it even maybe the first idea I have to change it wasn't right. And then I, I kept to But you accept again. that you failed in moving yes, on. But the persistence is there. Well, and I think persistence is a big thing because I would have never gotten healthy if I had listened to all the experts. Yeah. It took, it took well, it took 30 some years, Brady. That's a long time. And a lot of people I see give up and it hurts me. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this too. I don't want you to give up. I should have gave up because I, 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 at one point I was almost dead. And then I'm like, no, I'm very stubborn that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't give up. You don't need to. You know why? Because you're the only you that is out there. What I've seen through observation, and it's probably just exactly what happened to you, is like sometimes you have to reach a certain point, a low point, to mm-hmm. even recognize you need to change. And to really have that breakthrough. There's no shame in that. It, it, it just The fact of the matter is it does happen. You know, shame should only enter the equation when you're willfully hurting others. Yeah, that's a whole thing. That's a whole other thing. But if you're not but, intentionally hurting others, why should you yeah. feel guilty about it? I'm going to go ahead and assume that you listeners aren't going out there intentionally hurting others, and I hope you're not. But you, you should feel some shame if you are. 
And why are you? And take some you time need to, to reflect. You, you need to take some time before you go to bed to reflect on that. Why Why am I doing this? Is there a, Maybe there's an underlying reason you were bullied or something. I don't know. Everybody's different. I'm not going to sit here and try to generalize everybody has the same problem. But I'm just making an example of like, you got to look inside yourself and figure these things out. Well, and self, I don't think you get self-control until you have a lot of self-reflection. Self-reflection, yeah. like you said, taking a little bit of time, not in a woo way. Well, if you want to woo way it, that's fine. But yeah, do self, some mystical yoga. That's cool. You can do it during your yoga. I don't care how you get there. I care that you get there. That's important exactly. to me. Yeah. So, and, and that's something maybe coming from the faith traditions that we came from as kids that was not encouraged. No. You only could get there through this one certain path. And if you notice, most yeah. traditions are that way, and I don't buy it. Well, here's what most of those religions are doing. is like doing kind of what we want to do. There's a, there's a community, a family, a, a mm-hmm. group of like-minded people who have these belief structures, right? Mm-hmm. But their goal, their end game is to get to heaven and maybe force their loved ones to go to heaven with them because they're selfish. That is, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to, to literally, that's kind of what it seems like to me. That's yeah. my hypothesis on it. If you truly um, love someone, it, 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 their own But that's good intentions if you look at good and good, bad, subjective. But from where I'm standing, that seems like something selfish, even if it's a good intention. Like, I, you, sh- this is what we believe heaven is, and you're definitely going to want to go there instead of hell. That's good. And there's nothing bad about wanting your family to be there with you, you know, if that's what you believe. Exactly. But at the same time, it's selfish to force your belief structure on them so that they go to heaven with you because you don't want to be alone without them or maybe you care. I don't know. It's like dragging someone to a guillotine because you think it's a good idea to get your head lopped off so they should too because you love them. Yeah. But my point is the, 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 the end game for those religions and belief structures are... Uh, to go and be with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, not everybody wants to do that, or even believes there's a God to go be with. Well, and, and don't you... you shouldn't ever judge them for that belief because they just have a different impression. They have they different do. insights. They've done different investigations than you. And shouldn't you celebrate them where they're at? Yeah, celebrate always... them where they're at, and you know, love them where they're at. If you have advice that's objective on well, their specific things in life, they have to change. That's one thing because it's what people do to. That's why there's a bajillion self-help books. Well, and I also think when you but, have a, re- a relationship with someone, then you could talk to them frankly about things. Yeah. But so our, our goal is to do like a, a, a have a community of people who just want to better their life and to snuff that existential dread and try to find a, a place for themselves in the world. Try to find out where they belong spiritually. Or it, if you are in like a Christian religion or a Jewish religion or any of these standard religion structures that are out there or, or maybe you're a buddhist or you're into like or maybe you're naked. crystals maybe you could wear a fucking crystal around your neck all day and that's okay um but i encourage you to go talk to somebody with a differing belief structure just so that you can get ideas try to pick out the commonalities because they're always you and any opposing idea there's always something in the middle that's the same i i believe that truly well and then to keep there's always something there, to take there is and i think that as long as you're you, our group of people, there's a lot of us out there and we don't say much, is we always are inquiring. We're always asking questions, but we don't feel like we can because we'll feel like we'll face judgment. Yeah. You know, I never felt like I could be completely honest in my line of questioning because I get in trouble. And I don't want anybody to ever feel that. I feel like no question should be off limits. It may make us uncomfortable, but it should be asked. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what our community is about. I think there's a great need for people who are looking for meaning. And you can't, Absolutely. you can't find meaning if you're alone. That's true. It's a, well, it's a lot harder. I, you I think, can find meaning if you're alone. 
But you're not going to get to challenge yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can't There's not going to be anything to challenge because then you're only left with like, I believe I'm right because this. And you might be in a, an isolated situation. But then if you start to compare what you figured out with something somebody else figured out. You might change your There's a view. clash. There's usually a clash there. and then But that you can always find a commonality, a common piece of information that's there that universally. And humans, even introverts, which we are both are those, um, they still are social creatures. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I can go enjoy spending the day in silence. It doesn't bother me at all. But, but to be challenged, you've got to bounce your ideas and your impressions and your insights off of other people. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, their experience is completely different. <laughs> Good example of that. I used to come up with these wild-ass conspiracy theories all by myself. Yeah. Maybe some of them had to do with falling asleep to Alex Jones. <clears throat> uh, you just didn't take it I mean, he had the documents, ladies and gentlemen. The documents. Okay? Well, I'd come up with these wacky-ass theories of my own. And I was like, I'm, I'm sure about this, right? And then, But I'd start to – once I started talking about those with people – and I felt uncomfortable doing that. I'm like, everyone's gonna think I'm fucking crazy. But once I once I got it out and had that discussion, <laughs> I realized, man, I'm full of shit. Because <laughs> they started to break down my fucking ideas, and that's, that's okay. But I admitted, I was, oh, I mean, but you I had a group of people that. that you talked to that yeah. they just knew you, and they're like, oh, this is cool. Let's throw it out on the table. Let's dissect it. Like, it's yeah, that's and, the fun part. The dissect the actual dissection. experiment. After you form yes. your hypothesis, the actual experiment is really like that's where the action is. And I don't that's where you really learn. That's censored. where the learning comes from. Is like, okay, now I'm obtaining data. Mm -hmm. Oh, that has that is completely different than what I hypothesized. You read the document, it was upside you down. You read the document upside down, yeah. You needed to flip it over and But then it, it feels good when the puzzle pieces come together and you and then you can just throw away your old hypothesis and go, Okay, here's my conclusion. But guess what? From what it seems like looking in and looking out, no matter how you look at it, your conclusion is actually just another hypothesis. It just, it always goes. Because there's always more data to be had. Well, yeah, and that's what we were talking about previously. It's like, where science is right now, it's not where science is going to be in five minutes. It's not where science is going to be in 500 years. And so yeah. you just have to have some, some peace that right now, this is where I'm at. But if I need to keep asking questions, because tomorrow I might need to go here. And it's when people become static in their their pathways mm -hmm. is when problems happen. And I see a lot of static right now, like in our culture. It's like, I believe this, 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 and this, and you're a commie if you don't. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, but do you know what I mean? And and that's that's kind of the biggest deal with this with me is, no, that's not the way it is. And you're not challenging yourself anymore. And so now, you know, are you, there's no way you can be happy. And I think that's why they listen to ranty talk radio. And that's why they get in their echo chambers on mm -hmm. social media is they're not challenged. They're just built up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we will not do that. Like as far as I'm going to, if someone comes in and says, I believe this, this, and this, I'll be like, Oh, well, what led you to believe that? I want to ask yeah. you questions. We're going to ask a lot of questions. Oh, I love that's questions. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we challenge you to do. Anytime you come up to anything different than what you believe, throw a question just question at it. at it. Throw a question at it. And then not only that, question your own beliefs all the time. It's important. How yeah. can you ever progress and learn and grow as a person if you don't question your own beliefs and ideas? I think That's really one of the most important aspects of hypothesism is questions. That's why the, the thumbnail from the last episode was a big question mark. Because they're unending. Yeah. We don't know what's out there. We don't know what's going on. We don't know things. And we we just have data that we interpret. 
And I think having a sense of peace because of the unknown is a big deal instead of being scared by it. You know, I don't want to burn anybody because they are doing something that I don't understand. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. The it, witchcraft thing. Here's a, here's a good example. Okay. From my own experience. From my own, my own uh, investigations. My own insights and my own impressions. Okay? And you, this may not be the same for anybody else. But here's my impression. Okay? Um, the, just specifically with the afterlife. We'll just use this as an example. Okay? Mm-hmm. I find more comfort admitting I don't know if there is an afterlife or what the afterlife is. Okay. Because I know that when I die, I get to learn that. I guess, somehow. If you want to call it that. But I just have more comfort not knowing and admitting that I don't know than I do like trying to say I know when I, when I have no data to support that. It, then it feels weird So faith, the, I, the concept of faith... Is disingenuous to you, really? Is what you're saying? That's how it feels to me, and I don't. I know not not everybody's like everybody else. Like, but just my my own personal impression is like, I really have no data to support any idea of if there's an afterlife or what it would be like if there was an afterlife. You know, some people do believe that there is an afterlife, and they have all these details that they've made themselves believe in, and and that's okay. But I I would love to question you and 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 learn your like, what data do you have to support that? Yet you're not threatened then by their me. position being different than yeah, yours. Because then if I go, oh, that is actually a really genuine piece of data, that might help me to form a new idea of that. But I, I have more comfort in the in the, the big question mark, I guess, than so, an exclamation mark. But yet your mind is open to other <laughs> options, right? I mean, that's what yeah, you're basically absolutely. saying. Yeah, absolutely. Because just, I don't know. I, I would love to learn that. Well, that's a humility thing, though. It's like you're basically saying, and, and see, that's just it. I feel that lack of humility in other traditions is like, I know definitively mm-hmm. and you're going to burn because you don't, I don't like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, well, you don't know definitively. You believe definitively. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say you should just say you don't know. No, you because, should not know. Because you no, don't know what I'm just saying I feel comfortable not knowing because I would love to learn what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And again, we're just talking about just one specific example, but, but, but like, I'm not going to sit here right. and say, you should not know. How dare you say, you know, I want to say instead, how do you know? Why do you believe that? Give me some data. Well, I'm getting let me hit some yeah. data. I can't. I, I can't form my own opinions without data. I'm getting tired of being told I have to hate or discount an entire group of people because they like one specific person or ideology. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I I can't because one, those are individual people, and I don't know where they're at on the. And they might like just one thing about that, but that doesn't mean that, like the racism thing. I, I get so frustrated with you're just a blanket racist because you like one thing. That really <laughs> bothers me. I don't understand it because I've met so many individual different peoples of all different classifications mm-hmm. my entire life. And I've never actually met someone that is truly racist. I've met a lot of people that exhibit racist tendencies. Yes. And pretty much all humans do. And that maybe is a blanket statement. And what I mean by that is most people say things that can be perceived in a way that is not nice. Basically, what you're saying is like some people just have just have these stereotypes exactly. to go off of. That's the exactly. data they were given. That's the That's impression the they got. Giving. That doesn't necessarily doesn't mean, mean that they, they want to slit the someone's throat. Yeah, it doesn't mean yeah, they want to yeah. commit a genocide of that. Because and the they're more scared. they're put into these groups by Maybe some people do though. That's the well, and there are. And you know what? I'm probably not going to get along with those people, but I'll also listen to them. In fact, I've met I again even with something you could say is evil. I want to know why. Okay, why? I want to know why. I would why love you're... to know why because it helps us understand ourselves. How does someone get to that? 
belief. Because here in North Idaho, we have a lot of people that live in the woods. And they have some mm-hmm. interesting beliefs, man. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff out there that, like, I know some people that live north of this bridge because they're going to blow it when things go bad. And That's great. And they've got, like, root cellars of foods. And, and, and instead of mocking them, I want to know why. I ask yeah. them, well, what, what happened in your life or what do you think is going on in the world that makes you want to live in this high amount of fear yeah. or that you feel like you have to prepare for the apocalypse? Yeah, and then exactly. what exactly do you think you're going to accomplish during yeah. that time? And it's... And it's not questioning their, in the with the intention of changing their mind. It's just so that we can know. And some things I, I will point blank. Some people don't want to change their mind. I find humor in extremist behavior. That is just me personally. <laughs> so I find a lot because these same people buy stuff on eBay all the time, and I'm like, you do realize when you blow the bridge that the UPS man can't get to your house? Yeah. How so, are you going to get your Turbo Force DNA super supplement? Exactly. Their uranium enema. Like you just, <laughs> yeah. I and I don't mean that to be mean spirited. It's how I cope with it because mm-hmm. to me. I, I don't feel like there's I have some friends that they will not drink coffee, but they drink a ton of Pepsi. Yum. They both have caffeine. I am in them. totally on Team Pepsi. I don't care what anyone says. Well, but I'm just saying if you I'm not gonna that's dis- why I don't I'm not gonna hate you if you like Coke. But you, I have sometimes I have to drink Coke because McDonald's only has fucking Coke. Oh McDonald's. But Coke. I fucking love Pepsi. Sorry, I digress. That's okay. Digress, and that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. But that's your opinion. That's what you like yeah. according to your bike. But my taste them. buds are my taste buds aren't your taste buds. That's what I'm talking about. You might like Coke better, and that's okay. But I want to know why you like Coke better. Yeah, and, and it I'll tell you why be... I like Pepsi better. And it doesn't mean we're ever gonna come to an agreement, but at least we know each Do other. Do we have to hate each other? We know other? each other better. I don't that like way. either. Does that mean we have to hate each other? No. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but you better fucking like Sprite or I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I don't drink pop at all. So there. How dare. (laughs) How dare you. You You call yourself an American. (laughs) You (laughs) How dare you. you. I'm sorry. I just have never liked pop. And that's funny. I'll drink it. Soda for all you uh, people who use the word soda. We're going to get a lot of, we're going to get so much shit for this episode because of our beliefs. Challenge us, damn it. We like it, though. And that's another thing. I am not offended if you don't like me. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Cancel me. Cancel culture? I don't give a fuck. Well, we don't make any money anyways. What are they going to cancel? Exactly. We need to cancel. There's always another another platform. There's always another platform. I'll find one. We know, because we like Alex Jones. Band.com. Band.video. I'll go on Band.video. We will. Come on. Well, and that's just it. I think one of the biggest tenets of hypothesism that I really like, aside from Brady laughing right now, is I'm not afraid to be challenged by differing beliefs, because I know we're all at a different place, and we've all experienced different things, and I want to hear them. But if you like Coke, fuck you. (laughs) And for $29.95. Pepsi's better, and I swear to God. If you don't fucking start drinking Pepsi now, you're just, it's I I can't like you. I can't respect you. Okay, the pod- I don't even consider you a human fucking being. The podcast is going to end after this episode because apparently Brady can't respect me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm just I'm, I'm obviously I'm joking, guys. Well, you're going to have to disclaimer it because there are but people out there that are taking you seriously. I I do not hate anybody for liking Coke, okay? I feel hated. But again, I would love to know why you like Coke. And this is a weird example. We went I feel on, hated. We went down this rabbit hole. My feelings But it's, as an example of how hypothesism works, I want to know why you like Coke because I would love to know, like, okay, you uh, is it saltier or whatever the fuck? I don't know. Or- this is a weird example because I don't know why people like Coke so much compared to Pepsi because I like Pepsi more. So I'd love to have a conversation with you about why you like why you're diff- why any of your ideas are different than mine. Or how That's about the example I'm making. I kind of went a off more the rails. Mainstream but- example: furries. 
I don't yeah, really, I don't really understand the, the yeah. but I've met some furries and they're nice people. Yeah. I do understand that there is furries. I do understand that they get off on it. I, I like, want to, I would love to talk to somebody and question, pick their brain and wonder why you get off on that. It's not good. Whether it's going to change my mind or not, maybe I'll get into it. I, I just know. want to understand right. you more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll get, no. A kink's a kink. I'm not kink shaming. Hey, uh, I'm not shaming you. No. I, I literally just, I don't understand it. That's all. And and, I, but instead of being afraid of stuff that I don't understand I want to know more and about it. trying to kill it. You know who you are. <clears throat> we're throat killing here. <clears throat> um, but uh, instead of instead of pushing it away, I want to embrace it and go. Why does this? Why is this a thing? And we don't necessarily want to practice it. Like oh, it's no. not an endorsement of it. I just would like to know I don't your motivations. My, I don't see if you do find me out in the woods uh, in a in a fucking bunny outfit. It's because I I kind of in, I inquired a little too hard. Well, <laughs> I was just I inquired a little too you inquired. No, but to most likely harder. most likely I'm not going to find myself out in the woods wearing a bunny costume. But I would love to know why people do that. That's well, just another example. I mean, I had a pretend horse tail out of a tree or a pom pom for like at least the first twelve years of my life. So I mean, I have no judgment there. Why are some people turned on by Bigfoot erotica? It's obviously a thing. I've shown you the documents, ladies we and gentlemen. We have shown you the ladies documents. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the documents right here. I mean, they're on hundreds Amazon. Of, hundreds, if not thousands of people are getting off okay. to Bigfoot erotica. What? That big hairy cock <laughs> staring at you in the face. It would Some be people a... like it. I don't know. I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be that one, but... Okay, Bigfoot's like eight to nine feet tall, according to some people, so it would literally be poking you in the eye, <laughs> depending on your height. I think right? there's a lot of different... I think there's a lot of different social, like psychological triggers for that, but we're not going to get into that today. No. But I, I would love to know why so many people are turned on by that. Why? And not even just with kinks. We can go on all day about things Once I'd again, love to question. But that goes back to hypothesism. You're yeah. always inquiring. Like, I have this impression... I love, I love to learn these things. It's so amazing to me. And I'm fascinated it, by everything. And I think it's an assembly of people who love to learn. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be more of us than just you and I out there. There has to be. We can't be the only ones that love to, to take in opposing data. Yes. Because I just love to Without learn, fear. and I need opposing data to learn. I can't just make up my own opinion. Again, I tried that. I made up a lot of wacky conspiracy theories. I just had one the other day, like, the coronavirus was made by China. Mm-hmm. In order to get Biden elected. Mm. I think I, probably not correct. It's just something I came up with. It's a hypothesis. I've recently been given a lot of opposing data to that. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, and then but it's my, still fun to poke around in my brain. And right my there. motivation is completely opposite <laughs> than yours. I want to keep learning because I don't want to be wrong. And, and not in a sense of a hubris way. I mean, yeah. it could go that way. It's more of, I don't want to cause harm with my opinions if they're wrong. I mm -hmm. really care about other humans. And I like to, and I just, I've always liked to learn things. I apparently have not learned about your conspiracy yet. I'm going to spend some time considering that. Yeah, it, it is just, a, it, it's literally just a random thought I came. But then I started hypothesizing about it. Like, what, if? What, if? what if? What if? What if? What if? The fucking Chinese, they made this government, the, the Chinese government made this virus just to get Biden elected because they knew they could control him. Do you think They can't control Trump. So they need to get him out of office. So they released a virus because they knew Trump would be an idiot. So <laughs> I don't know, guys. Maybe. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing shit out there. But it's fun don't, to consider. Don't, please don't believe that. I don't know if that's true. I'm not Alex Jones. I don't have the documents. You don't have the documents. I literally have nothing to go off of. What? I have no data to back that up. It was just a weird like, uh, what if? You know? Do you think he has a secret archives of the Vatican, like a secret archives of the Jones? Where's the, the Info Wars archive? I I would like to look at that. Uh, I think you are required to take 
DNA Force Plus to even see a single document. But I can't want to take any or, more It'll supplements. blow your mind if you don't. So, mind equal blown. <laughs> we're, not, we're off the we rails. Might, we might need to quit digressing because this was supposed to be about... Well, I think we went over the, the next part of hypothesis and the three eyes. And yeah, this yeah. this arises from the three eyes. We think about all these things. Uh, my insight right now is that I just don't know enough about Alex Jones to make an educated guess about most of his, you know, what is it, deductions? The documents. You, the, document. well, the documents. Well, I, I haven't read the documents, so I can't make a judgment until I do. Yeah, the funny thing is, he never shows us the documents. He just says he has them. I know. You notice that? Where I know are we're all going. These... We're, I know we're down a rabbit hole, guys. Stick with us where, here. Where are all the documents? It, goes, it goes in a circle here. Come on. We're, we're going to triangle, come back. if you will. Yeah, blueberry brain train. Mm-hmm. That's a good But episode. I do have to know, like, where are these documents, Alex? Well, where and, can I find them? Can and you if, show them to me? If do you have a library? Do documents having okay in the possession of documents, whether they be digital or physical, does that refute all arguments against your position? Because if it does, I want more documents in my life. I want all the documents. All the documents. Every fucking document. That I you could ever want, document. I want file cabinets full of documents. Because if you could refute things by being in possession of documents, I could be the king of documents. I just had a vision of the future of I the Show, where we just have a, a fucking literal aircraft hangar. Full of documents. Just full of fucking documents. Just not even organized or anything. Just documents fucking everywhere. We Mountains be, of them. We could be like a hoarder house. I'm, like we're gonna trails be of newspapers. You know where you yeah. live there? We'll have the documents. We're going to be swimming through documents, Okay. Guys. That actually needs to be a picture on our webpage. <laughs> I bet I could find something. We need to do that. Mm. Okay. And on that note, but, uh, are we, I don't are know we if we should going? end quite yet. But uh, there's got to be more we can touch on with well, hypotheses. There is, but I'm trying to do it in bite eyes. sides because the three eyes, we've pretty much covered them. Yeah, I just hope everybody kind of followed us here and understands exactly what we're saying. If you guys have any questions, show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're on fucking Twitter at show. Instagram, it's kind of hard to communicate on there. Send us a butt pic. I don't give a shit. I'll respond. <laughs> I run the Instagram. Brady runs the Twitter. If you send us a butt pic, we'll know exactly what you're talking about. We will. We'll send you the documents. We will have the doc, and then we will have the documents. Um, but uh, and then we're also on, uh, yeah. we got we're on Facebook, but Boomer Book, whatever. Boomer. Nobody interacts with us on there. It's whatever it is. I don't Instagram, know. Instagram, I get quite a bit of interaction. You guys are cool. There's yeah, a lot Instagram. of podcasts. Shout about. out to yeah, our Instagram followers. We love All you guys. Three hundred, whatever the hell of you. I know, but you guys are so cool. I think was we're, we're getting up there. Number. Yeah. Um, a lot of you are really neat, and I really like how creative but, you are. But spread the word. Get this podcast out there, please. We need your word of mouth at this point because marketing is disgusting in yeah, this in this Yeah, and it makes world. us feel dirty. Yeah, I, I don't want to beg for Patreon donations. No. I don't want to fucking buy advertising space on Boomer Book. No. There's so, so that we... But we want to build our assembly. Yeah, we, we need to build this. We're going to build this church, you guys. I want you guys to challenge us. You guys us. are we now missionaries. You. Ooh. you guys are now missionaries for the Church of Hypothesism. Spread the Don't, word. We're not building brick and mortar churches here. No. Nope. But we are building ideas. Yeah, the walls of our church are built on the ideas of others. Yes. Ooh, that was sort of nice. Th- there's no bones Ooh. under this church. No, we are not going to bury a skull. Well, we might have the documents, though. We've got to bury a lot of documents. We could make Some of them juicy ones. The pillars of our church are the documents. <laughs> Snacks and documents. That's not very stable. I think it's that's the gonna, point. It's that's a good analogy. But <laughs> seriously, guys, we need you guys to spread the word. I, the show, podcast. We're on Podbean. We're on Google. We're on all of them. We Except are. for like iHeartRadio and Pandora. We're, we'll get there. I'm We're just, working on it. It's just so. Just like the three I'm a little. Eyes. I'm a little bit lazy when it comes to like. 
opening up a new platform because it's it, I don't I don't like making new accounts. Come on, don't judge me for it. Uh, like the three eyes, we're a work in progress. Yeah. We always are. We're, we're figuring this out just like you guys exactly. are. Exactly, but yeah. but it is up to you. Really, it is. Mm-hmm. We can only spread the word so far with our own mouths. But please, if you would share us to your friends, share the episode link, put it on Twitter, put it on everything. We're going to make stickers soon. Put our stickers up all over town. Oh, yes. And I'm working on the manual, the Bible of the Church of Hypothesis. Mm -hmm. I'm working on it because I feel like there's something big here for all of us. And it's not just... There will be. Again, we're still working on it. But if you guys want to be a part of it, like... Jump on in here. Jump on in here. We always... Talk to us. Actually, get a hold of us. Maybe eventually I'll start a Facebook group. We, we We do have to have some kind of like a communicative platform of sorts. Do we want to do this? But at the moment, all we have is email. Yeah, and do you guys tell us where you want to meet up at? If you want, I will put the work in on Discord and those places if you guys want to meet there. We do have to know if that's something you guys are interested in, though, for sure. Like, do you want like a a private server? A group or something? Yeah. The whole thing, the whole point, though, is like we don't want to be exclusive necessarily. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, We want to be all inclusive because everybody could benefit from the tenets of hypothesism. Yep. And so. But we need you guys to spread the word of that. You guys are your own reverend doctors. Reverend doctors? Yeah. Well, I am yeah. the high priestess. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm as, gonna get as free. the founding member. I'm going to get free coffee. We're, we're basically deities. So we are. Well, uh, aren't send we all? us your worship. Go by the show. <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> but you guys are the reverend doctors. You will make it happen. Spread the three eyes. And on that note, bye. Bye. Bye.